what I'm about to say. Hey. I thought you were starting. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Shelby. And this is Courtney. And thanks for joining us today on All Things Macabre. Here on All Things Macabre, we discuss all the things under the topic of odd, weird, true crime, supernatural, and fiction. This podcast contains language and content that is not suitable for all listeners, so listener discretion is advised. If you find a topic we are discussing interesting, we encourage you to do some research on your own. You never know what you may learn. We are just a couple of old friends telling each other stories that we find interesting. And hoping that you'll enjoy and laugh along with us. Through some stories that are weird, true, or fictional that will just make you say, What the fuck? And now, for the fun part. Alright, so we've done a couple stories lately that have been a little dark. I guess. (laughs) A little dark, you know. We've done a couple history things. We've done... Paranormal. Paranormal. We've done some true crime. Yeah. This one's going to be a little different. Uh, I found out that uh, whenever we discussed where Bless You came from, Mm -hmm. that was something that was discussed. And I was told that it was said, Bless You, because that's the closest you ever come to death. So... When you sneeze? When you sneeze, because your heart stops or some shit. But yeah, so thank you, Teresa, for that. And Teresa is a listener, by the way. Teresa is a listener. She is also the best welding partner that I have at work. That's awesome. My only welding partner, but she's the best. (laughs) Well, thank you, Teresa. So you said that because you're closer to death, or that's the closest to death. The closest you come to death without dying, yes. So I've got a few things that I'll throw into the end of this episode. Uh, This is just kind of something, just little things that I've kind of been wanting to talk about. And uh, it's a it's a little more lighthearted, I guess, than the other episodes we've been doing lately. Also, do you want to? I know you said that you were going to kind of explain to everybody why you're doing yours back to back instead of us doing the you go and then I go, or, or sorry, I go and then you go type thing. Because we just had, let's see, I did the last one you did was S Walkers. That's right. Yes, and then you did Sarah. Did Sarah Boone? Oh, Cotton Mouth Boone. <laughs> Gotta have her Dr Pepper. And then our very interesting Thanksgiving one came out. <laughs> yes. Love history there. Now here we are with you again. Yes. Uh, Courtney has not been feeling very well lately, and she has been swamped with work. I just kind of do my thing, come home, I'll sit and get on the laptop and enjoy my evening. So I, I've kind of <laughs> picked up a little extra to give her a break. She's got a lot on her plate. You're working on getting... My master's? Your master's? Yes, I am. So you've got that on top of a full-time job, on top of... A handful with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got sick because of what I do. You know, I work with kids yeah. a lot, so I'm just asking for it. Which I'm not complaining, but I'm well, just saying it's, you know. it's, a, it's a side effect of the job. It is a side effect. <laughs> but um, it was just bound to happen for me to get some type of some type of funk, you know. 
But thankfully, you came through and was like, I got you because I told you I didn't know how my voice was going to be long term. Yeah, I know you were worried about it being kind of scratchy. Your throat was hurting. I actually forgot to bring you those cough drops. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, Man, I even reminded myself this morning in the shower. (laughs) I will apologize if you guys hear me and I sound like I'm a little stuffy, but it's, or if I sound like I'm hard of breathing, but it's because I'm, I'm going to say I have some type of cold. So I apologize in advance and that's why, you know, Shelby's doing a lot of the talking. So I won't fill your ear holes with stopped up nose, naughtiness and raspy voice, you know, give you a little taste of Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting sued. That was not from me. Uh, so this is just kind of some little shit that I've been hearing about or thinking about or whatever. I mean, y'all know I've said it a few times. I weld beds for a casket company. I absolutely love it. They're 10 hour shifts and I spend about eight hours in a welding hood with music or a podcast going in my ear. Got a lot of time to think and learn shit. Speaking of you working in our, in podcast, um... Wasn't it Teresa also who had mentioned about saying that she listened to one of our episodes and that it helped the day go by quicker? It, yes. Uh, she was very surprised at how quickly time passed while listening to the Sarah Boone episode. And then mom, she had said that when she had listened to my S Walker episode that it put her to sleep. So she gave us <laughs> 21 stars, I think that's what she said. And I told you that I was going to call them Michelle's uh, sleepy stars. I yeah, think she, uh, she kind of loses her mind when she gets a little sleepy there. But it's a compliment that it you is. put her to sleep it's it's not what you would think it's actually a compliment yeah she's like i don't want to sound offensive but um i rate how well i like my podcast about how quickly they make me fall asleep is what she says <laughs> which i don't understand i, don't I, I like to get into them but... i agree <laughs> okay but hence why we we're still love you michelle <laughs> exactly but yeah obviously you and i are the ones telling the story thankfully and because we get interested and we get in you know we interact with them within the stories that makes sense and i love telling stories her i think it's like not necessarily the stories put her to sleep it's the person telling the story i have been told i have a soothing voice so i used to i used to work at a company where we did research phone calls I actually got a lot of people that would talk to me instead of just hanging up like they did on everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) They said that they loved my voice, and I actually got a couple people that told me I should be a game show host. (laughs) So, uh, it made me a little cocky. Come on down, Shelby. Come on down! (laughs) So, again, if uh, anyone needs any kind of voiceover work, I am available. And you can email us at allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. Yes, that is Shelby's... uh, future forever dream you know i would love to do it i I don't know why but i would love to do it speaking of which so many of you so graciously like us and want to listen to us thank you for listening to us i promise we are going to continue getting better for you yes which leads to more things coming in the future which i've already been saving content i've been cutting out of our clips oh my gosh oh it's great no it's not it is great there, no, there's not. a lot of bullshit that goes on behind the scenes that y'all would love <laughs> to laugh at. So I'm going to be holding on to that for future. Supposedly, there's a threat being made by Shelby that she's going to put out a, uh, what'd you say it was a rap of me saying wow? Yes, you say wow a lot and I love <laughs> it. And there's different tones of you saying wow and I'm going to make an entire song out of it. You make me think of, uh, what is it, Visine? Wow. 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 <laughs> Got dry eyes. Yeah. So 
there's a lot of fun things coming in the future, hopefully. But thank you guys, though. Like, we couldn't do it without you guys. No, we really couldn't. I'm blown away that anybody's listening to us. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But we hope we make your day pass. Yes, and I sent Shelby, which I'll post this on our social if I can get away with it so we don't get basically sued for posting something related (laughs) to the Muppets. But um, I forgot what their names are called. The two old men that sit in the the orchestra seating. Yeah. Um, But I said that that was me and you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with our uh, recording, which actually hold on really quick, I can tell you what their names were: Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> yeah, that that's us. So we are getting on up there in age. I ain't losing any hair though. My hair still looks good and thick. So I wonder which one is Statler and which one is Waldorf. But I don't know. I feel like this is Waldorf here. I, I don't know. So I don't know which one you and I are, but I guess you're trying to say that you're Statler and I'm Waldorf. I don't know. But either way, I said that she and I, that's us, you know, talking to the <laughs> microphone. You know, we're just sitting with our little orchestra seats, <laughs> kind uh, of just talking amongst ourselves. We've and, got to pretend it's you know. something because <laughs> these recording rooms we've set up are hilarious. <laughs> we're cornered off in the corner of her bedroom today. And so maybe, hopefully, it won't uh, be fuck, echoey, okay. you know. If it is, it is. I'm sorry. We're working on it. We got but sheets up. Down. Yeah, I actually had a good idea of using some of that great stuff foam to create little foam boards. See? So, yeah. Thank you, Kayla, for keep, that. Keep continuing, you know, to listen to us, and we'll see where it goes. Until then, you know I work at a casket company, and you know I absolutely love it. It's dark, it's macabre, but it's something bright at the same time and positive. Death can be looked at the same way. True. So, I mean, I know I have lost people very close to me, and it has made me lose my mind. However, you've got to find the positive somewhere. There's always a positive. And uh, part of it is giving them what they want at the end of their life. True. Very true. I mean, most people just want to be happy at home with whoever they love. Well, speaking of which, it's kind of like a interesting, um, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. Kind of how things like coincide together. I'll think of it later. Synchronicity. There we go. I was watching Grey's Anatomy today. I'm on this whole like, <laughs> thing of like binge watching the old episodes and there was a, an episode about um, medically assisted suicide. Oh, yeah. And so that's something that I find very interesting. Speaking of which, I know I've told you, which sadly is not today's episode, but um, I have talked to you about doing the body farm. Yes, and I I will be doing the body farm. Uh, I am doing a lot of research on Bill Bass and the body farm. Uh, I plan to talk to a guy I work with at work. Cool. So uh, he knows a lot about the body farm. I'm excited. Yes, I plan on doing a good episode for that, and I know that your mom has been wanting to hear it as well. Yes. Uh, Originally, I was going to college to learn forensic science tech. Yeah, you were. Uh, Believe it or not, I was inspired by Scooby-Doo. I wanted to solve the mysteries. (laughs) So don't let anyone hold you back from your dreams. That's not quite what I do. But don't let anyone hold you back from your dreams. You still enjoy it. And you can get your dreams from anything. So maybe I'll do something on assisted suicide if we can, you know. That would like... be cool. There's, uh, there's a couple cases I could probably throw your way as well. I would do a Dr. Kevorkian too. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, tangent. But um, that, like I said, I thought it was interesting that they kind of coincide together. A little bit. Um, but I'm interested in today's story because I know you've talked to me <laughs> about it before. And I've heard some stories podcasts covered before i can't remember who they are sadly i'm sorry or i would I give you a shout out i don't think i've heard it it's not 
Not a lot of people talk about it. Tina's the one that told me about it. Okay. Thank you, Tina. And Tina really does do a lot of research. She'll actually help me out while I'm at work. She will research something for me and like basically give me a clip notes on it so I can look into certain things I want to look into. Which is why she always gets a shout out. Yes. She does so much for us and she is the one that led me to this story. And this is the story of Dwayne Arden Johnson, not to be confused with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. (laughs) He is not The Rock. Are you going to smell what The Rock is cooking? (laughs) That is actually, that is actually supposedly a Mandela effect. He never actually said that. Uh -uh. It was, yeah, so that Mandela effect is not, can you smell what The Rock is cooking, but if you smell what The Rock is cooking. My whole life is a lie. Yeah. So it's if. But that's not something can. else that leading into more content related yes. things for you guys to look at in the future. You and I have agreed that I am going to do the Mandela effect. Because yes. And I've got a couple on my You and I you always, well. you know, go on a rabbit hole tangent. That might be our first rabbit hole is the Mandela effect. Because it might be. Sarah Boone was pretty close, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's pretty long. I, I, will, I will grant her the OG. <laughs> but, you know, I think it'll be fun to do that because something that is just so. I love my conspiracy theories and Oh, yes. I've you got know. some conspiracy theories I'd like to throw out eventually, too. I've been <laughs> looking into them a little more. But uh, that's interesting. Okay. Again, yeah. sorry for the tangent. No, you're good. So, this Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> he is known for his meth-fueled death party. What? His meth-fueled death party in Sears, Minnesota, January 24th, 2019. To be fair, it was a little before that as well. But... 2019? 2019 this is not that long ago i thought ago. it was longer you know you know no. way back in the way back machine like at least like 20 2020 2025 2005 do we need to watch back to the future again <laughs> actually i have never ever <gasps> ever seen back to the future you never okay. First, when we get done recording this, I'm going to beat your ass for that, <laughs> and then we're going to go try to find out where you can watch it, also, because you've got to watch it. Fun fact about me, personal fun fact, and you can leave this in or you can take it out. I really don't care. <laughs> but um, during quarantine, there was a guy that I had dated, and when we were trying to get to know each other, I had asked him, you know, like, what is, like, your favorite movie? First thing that came out of his mouth was Back to the Future. <laughs> I told him I've never seen it before. And he reacted just like both of you did whenever I said that. You've got to see it. And Marty McFly. We were supposed to watch it. Okay. And I swear, we did not do the whole typical, you know, like, oh, we're going to watch a movie. We're going to, you know. Netflix and chill. Yes. It was not that. Legit was not that. He took it (laughs) serious. But he could not sit still and watch it he was always like all right this part starts and so i oh he seen... had to tell you everything yes <laughs> not only could he only like show me five minutes of each little spot and he would fast forward to his next favorite scene oh my god so i've never seen i've seen it but i've no, never you haven't seen, seen it. it you've got to watch it we'll have to watch it soon so yeah sorry again no, i'm going on a tangent we'll, but we'll i had to, to tell watch you that. it but no this was in 2019 so not that long ago <laughs> not way back when in the early 2000s <laughs> oh i remember when 2000 was still a big thing i oh. started high school in 2005 that's I crazy started in 2004 yeah crazy oh man we're old well this Dwayne johnson is 59 and like i said he's in cyril cyril's minnesota say that again cyril's minnesota s-e-a-r-l-e-s looks like seals but with an r kind of Cyril's. Cyril's. Okay. Uh, he's 59 at this time, and his wife 
Deborah Johnson was 69. So she was 10 years older. About 10 years older. And she had actually been put into a nursing home in September of 2018 after suffering two heart attacks in the years leading up to her death. Oh my. As well as being diagnosed with diabetes and high blood pressure and mental disorders. So she had a whole lot thrown Poor at lady, her. that's a lot. She did not want to be in that nursing home is what he said at least. I mean, I know whenever I lost my Mimo and Poppy, they wanted to be at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of them did. I totally get it. You want to die where you're comfortable. But I mean, technically, 69 isn't really that But she had all those issues going on, the heart attack. She ended up having to be put in a nursing home. She couldn't really take care of herself. Is it that or I guess like some type of hospice, but then hospice only has their certain parameters, so I guess she does have to go to, because it's more long-term care. Yeah, and I guess he couldn't take care of her. I'm not really sure about that. I couldn't find the details on her going into the nursing home, but he said that she was not happy with it. She knew she was about to die and all that. So he took her from the nursing home against medical advice, and he decided to throw her a death party. By the way, when I said assisted suicide, I meant death with dignity. Sorry, I'm correcting myself because now that I'm thinking more about it, and you said death party, it's kind of like death with dignity. That's what I was trying to I get that. So he said that she wanted to die at home, not in a nursing home, like I said, and she stopped taking her medication. And she couldn't eat or drink for two days before her death. So this was what he said was all on her own accord. Okay. She said, you know, hey, it's my time. I'm not going to take my medication anymore. He would try to get her to eat and drink and she wouldn't. She starved herself and dehydrated herself. And it got to the point where he would actually feed her snow and put snow on her lips and let it melt into her mouth to keep her hydrated. Mm Mm-hmm. And she would convulse and shake so violently, and he just couldn't stand seeing her flop around anymore. So, I mean, he knew that it was becoming her time to go. Right. And he obviously loved her and wanted to spend these last moments with her. He said when she had convulsions, he would hold her so tight so she wouldn't hurt herself, and he would just turn the music up to full blast so she wouldn't hear him crying. That's pitiful. She had been shaking so much that she couldn't sleep, and he promised her a party because he couldn't stand to watch her suffer any longer. So he decided to blast Quiet Riot. It was her favorite band, their favorite band. Uh, I don't know if maybe there was some history there behind that. Maybe they went to some concerts. They seemed like they were those type people. Okay. Um, They played the mental health album for five days. Just blasted that shit. Okay. And he got a hold of some meth, and they were doing meth for several days. Casual. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I guess she wants to go out with a bang. I mean, I guess she's a hardcore fucking rocker back in the day. Okay. She wanted to go out with some meth and quiet riot. (laughs) I'm not hating it. It's just like, oh, okay. This is what she wanted, so... I'm not trying to give it to her. He gave her some meth about two and a half days before she died, saying she wanted to party before her life came to an end. She wanted to have sex one last time before she died. I mean. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So he said, claiming that she hadn't been able to speak, but her body told him that she was enjoying the experience. That one made Tina look at me kind of like, what the fuck? And that's the look I'm giving you right now. Yeah. 
What uh, I I can't but get on board with that. Then again, I don't know how long they'd been married. Maybe he could tell. Maybe he had that deep connection with her. I don't know. I wasn't there, so maybe maybe he did feel some kind of connection. I just don't think that's how that works, so, though. Yeah, it's a little it's on a the edge. Line. After they had sex, she appeared to have stopped trembling and was more at peace, and died about an hour and a half later. So it is possible that that's what she wanted. I strongly believe that Meemaw held out on dying because the doctors told her that she wouldn't make it past January. So she died February 2nd. Yes. So I kind of think that was she her way of for- saying, fuck you, I'm, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. <laughs> so this is kind of how this was. She, she got what she wanted and she passed away peacefully, I assume. So after she passed away, he washed her with a washcloth and wrapped her tightly in a gray bedsheet fastened with a belt, often referencing the Old Testament, saying he had prepared the dead like the Bible told him to. He cleaned her, making her beautiful, and wrapping her in linen. This is again because this is what the Old Testament told him to do with her body. He's just showing respect. I get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, He stated that he didn't assist his wife in her death, and he only wanted her to be more comfortable. I feel for the guy. I I get it. I do, too. I really do. Because, I mean, when you're mourning somebody, you know, you mourn somebody before they even pass away, because you know it's coming. Yes, I mourned Meemaw for a very long time beforehand, and then my mom didn't understand why I stayed away from Poppy, but it's because I was already mourning him as well. Right, and it was like a visual reminder of, you know, that it's coming, it's unfortunately coming soon for him. And so, I mean, I understand it. I respect, and I, like you said, I feel sorry for him. He wanted her to go out happy. He did everything that was i guess probably what they did when they like throughout their entire relationship i i assume that was the happy part of their lives do you know how long they were together i i do not i couldn't find that unfortunately this is very hard for me to find information on not a lot of people talk about it no uh it was very hard for me to get what i got so but i mean it's still like you can tell even if they didn't have they were not together long they still complimented each other yes absolutely you know and so whatever time they did have obviously was good times and so he was like well if you're gonna go when it's your time to pass we're gonna go out i'm sure they probably had the conversation way before this i'm not saying that necessarily meth was probably planned in it but you know (laughs) (laughs) well they they you know probably had talked about it you know that's what couples do i'm sure you and tina have discussed probably like what the other one plans or what the wishes so you just know if it happens you know what to do oh yeah so that's what he did well yeah so he stated this is where it gets a little fuzzy i think this is where he realized that he lost his love and i think he snapped a little bit isn't it a tiktok thing it says that at this point is when they realize that they fucked up (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but i don't think he fucked up this is where i think he realized that she was gone And uh, he stated that she had passed out around 8 a.m. that morning, but he didn't call 911 until 11.44 a.m. So they were like, uh, what well, took so long to make the call? He replied that his wife had told him not to call 911 because she didn't want to be in pain anymore. He wanted to make sure she was really dead. So did he clean her up and cover her with the cloth and everything or the linen after he knew for sure she was dead like during that I time would between so so probably between the time of eight o'clock until would you say 11 44 so i mean that's what i'm he was sure doing. that took some time which i know whenever both of my grandparents passed my family cleaned them up that's what we did beforehand too. and my, then they mm-hmm. called yeah that's exactly what we did when my grandmother passed away because she like your grandparents she passed away at home and so we did the same thing yeah 
So it's, I mean, it's a pretty common practice. So mm-hmm. I don't know why they're kind of making a big deal out of this, really. Because people always have to look into stuff and make stuff that is not really what it is. Because if it's not your life and you don't understand it, then it's taboo to you. So therefore Absolutely. you question it and you try to make up excuses or reasonings to make it acceptable for you. Yeah. And, and that's, that's fucked up. Look, everyone's different, all right? Like, there are other cultures that are way different than us. They keep their dead around in their rooms and they dress mm-hmm. them every day and they bring them food. It, it'll be years and years and years and the grandchildren who never actually got to talk to grandpa is actually sitting there having conversations mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, every culture's different. Everybody's different. He claimed that his wife had disabled all the phones in the house so he wouldn't be able to call the ambulance before they started their death party. It was said that the cops didn't find any proof of that. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, maybe that was her wishes. I get it. And, I mean, you said disabled, right? Like, we don't really know what the definition to him is disabled or... I I read something about the phone cords being cut. But there was no evidence of that. It could have been they were just pulled out of the socket. Of the phone line. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I have no idea. I wasn't there. Right. However, I thought it was kind of funny. He said that the last time that his wife had been taken to the hospital in New Ulm, the last time that she was about to pass, Mm -hmm. New Ulm was the nearest town, and them motherfuckers revived her. (laughs) It ruined his life. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, so that one made me kind of feel a little sketched out about it. But when emergency crews arrived on the scene, he was naked in the doorway and yelled that his wife was dead upstairs. And then he ran to the downstairs bathtub, having to wash this stuff off with soap and bleach. He was trying to get these little black and white things off of his skin. So at this point, I don't know if it's the meth. I don't know if maybe after he took care of her, he had to get his mind off of it and went and hit some more meth. Maybe he lost his mind at that point, had a psycho Psychotic break. Yeah, a psychotic break or something. So I'm not really sure. I'm sure the meth didn't help it. I'm sure it didn't. The autopsy of her death revealed that the death was caused by methamphetamine toxicity and meant that he could have been charged with unintentional causing her death by giving her a controlled substance which carries a maximum sentence of 25 years for third degree murder wow so just because he gave her meth he could face up to 25 years i i mean i get it drugs are bad i get it but that that's a little fuck yeah and i mean if that's what she wanted that's what i was gonna say given that that supposedly was her wishes and that's what she wanted i mean i think it would have been easier for him to prove it was like writing and no in writing yeah and I, I agree I mean, with um, that was notarized sorry then he may have a leg to stand on but since it's he said she said yeah and the cops are kind and of like really have there is no, no valid proof. she said either it's yeah just it's he, he said. said right true and, and I'm sure the comment of the motherfuckers revived her, ruined my life, didn't help. True. <laughs> but Yeah, because it's kind of like it makes it, the statement. Makes but it, he's like, grieving, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people <laughs> grieve di- differently. They say things and do things. And yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I'm, However, he didn't get 25 years. Okay. He agreed to plead guilty to the lesser charge of felony neglect, which carries a maximum sentence of 10 years and was only sentenced to three years with credit for 201 days he had already served. Okay. So he didn't have to serve that long. I did find reports of there were like 46 or 47 unregistered weapons in his house. He obviously had meth. Uh, There's no telling what else there could have been, but 
As far as the murder of his wife, Mm -hmm. I think he was trying to give her a good end of her life. I don't think he should have served any time for that. I agree. But I am going to post the picture of his mugshot in social media. He (laughs) is a happy motherfucker. (laughs) I don't know if it's because his wife is dead. I don't know if it's because he's happy he gave her what she wanted. I don't know, but man, he is. He is happy. She's in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that is the meth fuel death party. And now I'm going to fill in some little facts and tidbits. Do you have any questions you've been thinking about that I might know? I know you and I had talked about because I forgot what it was that I had said earlier. And I had said something about knocking on wood or, or I said, let me knock on wood so I don't jinx myself. And you said that you had actually found out where that came from. Yes, I did. Knocking on wood comes from ancient Celtic people who believed it called on spirits or gods of the trees. Huh. However, the Christians tie the practice of knocking on wood to the cross or the crucifix. Interesting. A more modern theory from folklore researcher Steve Roud suggests that it derives from a form of tag called Tiggy Touchwood. Tiggy Touchwood. Tiggy Touchwood. Wanna which... go play some Tiggy Touchwood? <laughs> Come on, Tiggy Touchwood time! Oh no. <laughs> I've had a few Tiggy Touchwood times. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> and that's a game in which players are safe from being tagged if they are touching wood. The British version of the phrase Touchwood has been traced back as far as the 17th century. I'm sorry, Mom. (laughs) She already knows. Who are you kidding? (laughs) So that is where Knocking on Wood comes from. Tiggy Touchwood. I'm always going to remember that as Tiggy Touchwood. Tiggy Touchwood. So next time you knock on wood, say Tiggy Tiggy Touchwood. Tiggy (laughs) Touchwood. All right, so another one that I've been looking into, and I don't have my notes in front of me at this second, unfortunately, but it's something that being at the Casket Company, I've been listening to all kinds of stuff, especially from Caitlin Doty. Mm-hmm. She's got mm-hmm. the book, uh, Will Smoke Get My Eyes, uh, Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs. I was going to say, I borrowed your book. Yes, yes, you did. She yes. is absolutely awesome. She's got a YouTube, Ask a Mortician. So I listen to her stuff all the time, try to learn more about what I do at work and how I'm helping people and where the origins of caskets come from. Something that's been talked about is Saved by the Bell. Yes. And unfortunately, every time I say Saved by the Bell, Tina brings up the TV show. That's all she can think about. So no, I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about being saved by the bell. And I actually do know about this one. And this was so cool. To me, I think it's really cool. Well, that's what I thought too. And I'm still gonna choose to believe the cool one that I like. Oh boy, don't ruin this However, it is said that there may be another origin to the story. The phrase actually catching on. Okay. Originally, it is said, and supposedly it's a myth, but it is said that being saved by the bell was because whenever people would die, they would attach a string to their finger and run it up alongside where they're buried and attach it to a bell. So if they were to wake up, their finger would move and they would ring the bell. Thus, they would dig you up and you would be saved by the bell. And the people who were digging you up, that's also where where graveyard shift came from. Yes, because they would sit out there and listen for the bells. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So that's where Graveyard Shift came from, absolutely. So that's also where Dead Ringer came into play. Yes. Supposedly. Yes. Now, the problem I have with not believing this is where Saved by the Bell came from is the fact that there have been patents for many years on these caskets that have safety features such as this. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so the story went that in 17th century England, uh, there was a woman by the name of Alice Blunden that was buried alive. She was so knocked out after having such a large quantity of poppy tea that the doctor holding a mirror to her nose and mouth pronounced her dead. The tea was made from dried, unwatched seed pods that contained morphine and codeine. Oh, wow. Which are sedatives. So... I wonder why she... Yeah. <laughs> she was sleeping beneath the sweet peas. Yeah, so this is why you don't mess with poppy seeds. <laughs> her I fam- am a sucker for some lemon poppy seeds, so <laughs> yeah, I ain't even gonna They lie. are good. Uh, her family quickly made arrangements for her burial, but two days later, she was laid to ground. Uh, children were playing near her grave and heard sounds. So the schoolmaster went to check the gravesite out for himself, and he found that Alice was still alive, but it took another day to exhume her. She was so close to death that she was returned to her grave, where a guard stood by before deserting his post. The next morning she was found dead, but only after struggling to free herself once more. Poor lady. So she came back again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they just were like, well... She's finally dead this time. Yeah, so, I mean, if she would have had a bell originally, she probably would have been hurt a lot faster. That's crazy. So maybe they would have actually helped her out instead of just letting her just stay there and die. Very unfortunate. So, yeah, that is uh, one story of how it may have originated. And don't think that it only happened in 17th century England. The shit still happens today. Today? Well, I don't know how to say their name, but... There was someone in Russia that collapsed at home following a heart attack in just 2011. Wow, that is fairly recent. She was soon declared dead, and a few days later, she was laying in her casket at her own funeral, and she woke up. She saw the mourners all around her, crying and praying for her, quickly twigged to what was happening, began yelling, and she was rushed back to the hospital. She lived for an additional 12 minutes in intensive care before dying once more, this time for good. What was her cause of death? A heart attack. Heart failure. So, yes, it it does still happen. In fact, in 2014, Walter Williams of Mississippi was pronounced dead, and the correct paperwork was completed, and his body was put into a body bag, and he was taken to the funeral home. When his body was taken to the embalming room, his legs began to move, and the coroner noticed him lightly breathing. Williams was alive. It was just, as it turned out, a short-lived reprieve. Just over two weeks later, he passed away for real. I think it's interesting that when these people come back, they don't stay alive for long. They don't. It's like that one last final go. It's it's weird. It is. It's very weird. But two weeks is a lot longer than 12 minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, true. But I mean, this has been a thing that's been a big fear of being buried alive. They had several different casket patents. You know, they had bells on them. They had stuff that would move just so you could tell. They had airways going so they would have fresh air. Uh, I've even seen some caskets while I was doing research on this that had like an audio clip that would run up to the headstone and it was solar powered. So it would play audio 24 hours. It could be a recorded message. It could be music. It could be whatever you wanted it to be. I even saw one that looked like it had like an iPad or something in it. Some kind of screen. I don't know. 
That's a little far for me. <laughs> Although I think that's the coolest origin, and that's the origin I'm going to keep believing myself. That's the one I like to believe in. Yeah, it's said that Saved by the Bell is actually boxing slang that became common in the late 19th century. It was hmm. a boxer who was about to be defeated that would be saved by the bell and it would, you know, mark the end of the round. So hmm. eventually it hit mainstream. That's supposedly how it really got about. But I'm still sticking with the, the casket theory. I have seen too many patents for yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard that way too many times and it's yeah. more common. I've never heard the boxing theory. Yeah, so it's it's an odd one. So that's saved by the bell. You got any more? I do. So I've always kind of just associated this with Alice in Wonderland because it's my favorite. Have you ever heard the slogan saying of Matt as a Hatter? Oh, that's one of the most popular things in Alice in Wonderland, ain't it? Yeah. Once Depp did it, at least. Yeah. So uh, what made the Hatter so mad? Do you yeah. Know? Actually, I do. And it kind of makes me think back to Radium Girls. You, you know about oh, Radium yes, Girls? yes. I do know about Radium Girls. Uh, I do. That might be something we have to talk about one day. And if you don't know about Radium Girls, you should check into it. It's yes. kind of fucked up. It really is. It's just kind of the same idea. The phrase comes from the fact that in the 18th and 19th century... Hatmakers treated hats with mercury, so they were inhaling mercury vapor, and that caused mental illness. Wow, okay. It also caused, you know, early death and shit. So you think that's why the the Mad Hatter was so mad? That's why the Mad Hatter was so mad, because he he had mercury poisoning, caused mental illness. Interesting. Absolutely. So that is a lot like the, um... The Radium Girls. Radium Girls, thank you. I was gonna say radiation. Yes, they did their own job and they were just licking the paintbrush and they to wanted get to, to make themselves glow, the in, the glow dark. in the dark yeah, yeah to get the glow in the dark paint wow. on the face of the watches yeah so and then they ended up getting cancer and all kinds of shit from it that is very very interesting yes yes it is huh so they yes. uh, were the hatters were making hats and then was inhaling mercury and yes. it caused severe mental illness yes Wow. The more you know. The more you know. That's really cool. Well, thank you for telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, in fact, That's uh, interesting. some of the most common questions and, I guess, concerns that I've heard working at the casket factory, I absolutely love whenever we get new people and they have questions. <laughs> <laughs> I typically know the answers, such as, all of our caskets are like six feet long. How do people fit in them whenever they're too tall? I'm not listening. I know the answer to this. It's actually not what you think. They don't break their legs. They they don't break their ankles. They might contort them a touch, but they will not break them. They actually pull your knees up because there's a little bit of space in the top of the casket from the knees. When you do that, if you if you lay your legs out and pull your knees up a little bit, you'll see just how much space that creates. I thought they broke your bones. They do not break your bones. That would be considered disrespectful to human remains. You could get charged for that. There are some places that have done it. I'm not saying there's not. But if the families find out, they can absolutely sue. You cannot desecrate a body in any way like that. So, yes, it is not as morbid as people thought. (laughs) Taught me a lot today. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, However, I was kind of curious. There's two kind of tops that we have. One's called a full couch and the other's called a sofa top. A sofa top is the two lids and a couch top Uh is the one full lid. Okay. Uh, I was kind of curious why we have that. Some of the couch tops, the full lid tops, there's a little flap that kind of covers over the legs on Mm -hmm. some of them. I was kind of curious about that. 
you can ask for your loved ones to have shoes put on them. However, it is very difficult to get shoes on. I can I can see there that. are some celebrities that have had full body open caskets that have shoes on. Mm-hmm. However, they don't like to oftentimes do that because it's so difficult to do. I can say that because after you embalm them and they're so stiff. So they they try to spend all the time on the upper body making it as presentable and as close as possible to as you remember them. So that's why they normally cover the bottom half. Hmm, Cool. Yeah. So if there are any more questions y'all may have, if I don't know the answer, I will find out the answer. That's really interesting. I love talking about crazy shit. I was going to say, I think you should do more segments like this. Which, of course, you know, as we've already said, you are going to do the body farm. But I am. I like you covering these topics because they're it's interesting. It's all the macabre. And I like to hear you talk about them and you teach me things that I didn't know. But I'm always curious about like certain sayings and wondering why or where they came from. And, you know. So- oh, yeah, absolutely. I learn new shit every day. I learned a lot of shit when my Mima passed away. Yeah. Um... She passed away about two hours from where she was going to have her funeral. Mm-hmm. She knew that, however, my poppy was still around, and he was not going to ride separate from her that two-hour trip. He refused. However, he was not allowed by law to, li- to, to ride with the coroner. Mm-hmm. So after digging and doing some research, they found out that in Tennessee... As long as you have some kind of form showing that you are transporting a body, you can actually transport a body in your personal vehicle, which is exactly what they did. So they got my Meemaw in the front seat of the car, and he sat in the back seat, I believe it was, and kind of loved on her the whole time, made sure she was good on the trip. Got her all the way to the funeral home about two hours away, and she didn't want to get out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) They said they had so much trouble getting her out of the car. Her legs were kind of trying to do their own thing and I yeah, guess trying to were, kick my uncle. To to and <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they had a very interesting time and I guess they kind of told her to calm down and work with <laughs> She She was always known for being difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> she was set in her ways. <laughs> I miss her every day. So do I. <laughs> So do I. There was something else I was going to ask you really quick that led me to that. Oh, do you know more about like personal burials and like the laws and regulations about burying somebody on your personal property? I am learning more every day about it. Uh, If you have questions about it, if you want to get them together for me, I will absolutely answer them for you sometime on another segment. Y'all have questions. Send them in. I'll get them all together, and I'll give y'all all all the information you want. I actually know a few people Uh, who want. I have have been looking into some natural burials and such. I know that there's one funeral pyre in the United States that you have a natural cremation. Basically, they they have this giant pyre that you wrap the body and stuff, and you put it on there, and they it's this whole beautiful ceremony, and they had to fight to get this approved, but. Everyone's kind of taken it in and seen the beauty in it. So there's cool. there's that. There's natural burials. You don't have to have a casket. 
Have you heard about the mushroom casket? I have heard about suits? the mushroom casket. It decomposes, and the casket's actually made out of mushrooms. Yes. So it'll continue to it feed eats, the earth. It eats you. It does eat you. And then it feeds the, the, the earth by... There's the living tree urns. Mm -hmm. You get buried and turn into a tree, or you get cremated. I, you don't really have nutrients in your body at that point, but... It's a good idea. Same thing with a coral reef. I forgot how. Yeah, they do you that can. Too. I know you can get turned into a coral reef. There's all kinds of stuff, and you can donate your body to science, such as the body farm, yeah, so I was gonna the body where farm. anything could happen to you. Hell, they could throw you out in a chair with a beer can in your hand and just watch <laughs> how you decompose in the sun. Yeah, it sounds morbid, but it helps people find out what happened to bodies. Yes. So it, it is absolutely necessary. I'm not saying that everyone should donate to science. Do you but think we could take a some. trip to the body farm? Is that possible? Uh, Are you allowed to do it that? It may be possible. I think there are certain times they may do some kind of tour, but I'm not too sure about if that. If anybody knows, please let, please let us know because yes. I, I think it's so cool. I know I've got some people we went to high school that went out there. Really? I'm pretty sure. We've had a couple. So y'all reach out to us and let us know if they do any kind of tours or that would be cool. Anything because I would be interested in finding out more about it in person. Same, same. But until then, I guess we'll just keep on living until we die. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the sure things in life. Unfortunately, we can uh, we can talk more on funerals in a future episode. And yeah, because we've talked about like odd ways that people have died. Before yes, and uh, we have, all kinds of odd ways. We have a lot of things coming in the future pertaining to this. So if you guys like this, let us know. Yes, please. Um, because as I've said, you know, we've we've got similar topics coming, but they're more broad, interesting, you know, kind of goes under the macabre category that we've trying to. And you just because it's dark doesn't mean it can't be interesting and funny and educational and always educational everything's educational <laughs> but if you guys have any suggestions for us per usual send stuff over to our email which is allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com that is allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com also we have social media and we have instagram and facebook um and of course all the links and our sources will be posted in the show notes for i'm sorry i forgot what it was called for a minute we posted down they will be posted in the show notes below um also known as the description but we really hope that you guys enjoy this of course and we really encourage you guys to be more interactive so we can try to see what y'all want us to talk about and yeah we're share doing your this for y'all exactly so tell us what you like tell us if you like it you don't like it we want to hear from you we can do better yes we're, we're open to constructive criticism i mean you ain't got to dog us out and call us stupid pieces of shit <laughs> but we're open to some constructive criticism absolutely let us know you know if something's boring just be like hey that that was kind of dull or if something's really interesting i'm just tell us and also, as I had mentioned in our previous Turkey Day episode, we are looking to take in some listener tales. So you can also email us listener tales at what, Shelby? Allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure that you put like listener tales or also another thing I was trying to promote was what do you listeners want to be called? Do you want to be called Oddballs or the Macabre Mob, which so far still seems like I'm buying my mom some brunch for Macabre Mob. Yes, becoming I a believe thing. so. 
But hey, even I voted for that one. <laughs> if you guys want to, you know, make it creative, just make it somewhere known that this is a listener story from you, or if you have a story opinion, be sure to send it our way. Yeah, we would love to read your stories aloud to everybody. I know I've got some some good ideas still from people, but I've got to do my own research on that, and I don't have all the free time I wish I did. Unfortunately. But if you've got a story, I can absolutely read that out a whole lot easier than having to research for five or six hours. So it would help us out. We'd probably be able to get a little extra content out every now and then. Which also is another thing that I'm also trying to bring up again. Thanks to everybody supporting us. Um, we're going to have a Patreon very, very, very soon. I'm is also going to be very soon? Well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully. Eventually. <laughs> hopefully. I'm trying very to talk. Very soon next year. <laughs> I'm trying to talk this into the future. Okay. Um, but I for sure will also have some more organized stuff on our Instagram and Facebook. Um, we're still I'm, getting the hang of this. We are. I'm in the process of making us a link tree and in the post and i'm still in the process of learning what the fuck that is <laughs> shelby's gonna need her own private tutorial yeah but um i'm also gonna try to set up a website again this is in the very far future but these are things that i want to talk to eventually us about. but it is all possible because of the participation from you guys so keep listening to us keep letting us know what you like to listen to and we'll keep doing it Bye, guys. See ya. All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pylant, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage. All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcasts. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Did this episode make you say, What the fuck?